Hey, y'all. Welcome to the People Purpose Podcast, a show that explores all the ins and outs and challenges and opportunities HR, people managers, and all people face at work every day. This is one of your co-hosts, Chaz Fields, and I'm joined. Uh, I love, uh, <laughs> you never know what I'm going to say. And I'm joined, I know, I can't wait and, uh, to hear. And, I, and I'm joined by my uh, fellow fellow HR practitioner, leader, friend, and significantly shorter colleague. <laughs> Julie Devlin. Thanks. So, so, so Julie, we, we did, we did a, we, we went and did a talk a couple weeks ago at a, at a Sherm thing and uh, we took a picture, that, you did. know, and it, and it got put out there on social media and I wish I would have uploaded it for this before, so people could actually witness the height difference. Yeah. Um, how tall are you, Julie? Uh, well, Chaz, are we talking about how <laughs> tall am I really, or how tall was I in my basketball? Program? I was going to say, like, in, what, what, not what you were listed in your in, high school. Sports. In high school, uh, I, I'm about five two and so, a half. <laughs> Nobody, no. Okay. Well, I, I'm almost six five then. So yeah. uh, as you can imagine, the pictures were so funny. When Julie and I were getting um, pictures done, so funny when we were getting pictures done for, for the, the podcast so we could say, hey, like, you know, we had to put Julie on a stool. So. <laughs> Yes, we did. Yes, we did. <laughs> Apparently, this episode is going to be talking about my height. Anyway, oh, Jules. Okay, no matter, sorry. No matter. No, no, no. No matter what height you are, we love you. That's and, oh, and, that's right. And it's funny uh, that Chaz, uh, Chaz, and I do have quite a height difference, and it, when we're on stage together, it makes for quite the conversation. So oh, it's all it's all in good fun. So uh, I love you the way Jules. So, Hey Jules, uh, changing it up again for 2022. This is our last kind of awareness reminder, uh, before we were doing what made you smile, but this year we decided to go tell me something good. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you something good Please, because, I want to hear it all about and it. this is going to date me. It's going to date me. Oh boy. <sighs> I love the Super Bowl halftime show. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I, a lot of people don't know this, but I have this, like, this is true. And I was actually talking to my dad about this last night. I have this uncanny ability to remember song lyrics. I have a yeah. bad memory otherwise, but I guess when it's set to music or when it's set to a rhythm, I can remember mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. And let me just tell you, I can rap something fierce, Chaz. I can rap something fierce. I I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it here. I was going to say, gonna, I actually believe that. No, no. It, I'll tell you what. I will say this. If anybody's listening and they see us at a conference speaking, if you come up to me and say rap, I will do it for you. It, if you remember no. to do that. Yep. I'm, I'm making that promise. Julie, when are we together next? <laughs> I think we're together next here in a few weeks. So I think so. I'm going to put it to the test. I'll get a video and I, we'll, we'll upload it. <laughs> I think so. Um but uh, yeah, um, I I really enjoyed it. I thought that I was I very rarely get excited to see a halftime show because oh, I love so the game good. itself. Yeah. It was so good, and some of the jokes that the internet has made about you know just the age difference and that kind of thing, it's really really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, what's well, the one that I saw? Um, yeah, if you enjoyed the if you enjoyed the halftime show, it's, it's time to schedule your annual physical or something like that, you know, or, or <laughs> some something like that, something oh, like that. But goodness. anyway, That's listen, hilarious. it was it was great. So, Chaz, um, tell me something good. 
Yeah, so uh, I also enjoyed the halftime show as well, um, you know, but the for me, uh, so my wife is a Valentine's Day baby. Um, so we don't celebrate Valentine's Day in our house. We celebrate my wife's birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, and what was so funny about this is uh, we had a weekend getaway planned and, and I took her up to a, a beautiful place up in Maine. Um, very different than what we're used to. But what was so funny is I, the last, it was literally last minute and I had to go get the, the birthday cards. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I took our kid and he went in and picked out, uh, Lindsay a gift. Um, mm-hmm. but also he picked out a card for her and, uh, it was so funny because he picked out this pop-up card, mm-hmm. right. And, and it opens up as multiple pages pop up. It's got like all these cartoon characters, uh, but it was, uh, for her 50th birthday, <laughs> And my wife is not even in her forties yet, even Uh, close to her forties yet. uh, That was, that was a big kick. So when she opened it, she goes, she, of course she cracks up and she goes, Oh, Oh, I'm 50. Yeah. (laughs) That's great. That's uh, great. That was was really special. So just something I'll remember forever. Uh, But uh, I feel like we could do like a reality show uh, podcast (laughs) instead of actually talking about HR topics, considering how easy conversation comes for both of us. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Um, my goodness. But I don't know. I don't know that I don't. I think that the folks are here to hear about HR topics. Yeah. So let's jump into it. I guess (laughs) what we're going to stick with it. Yeah. We're going to stick with the business stat of the day. So, um, the stat of today is actually a dollar figure, Julie. Mm-hmm. And that figure is $10,157. Okay. $10,157. Mm-hmm. What is that, Julie? It's, well, what you, it's what you owe me from all the bets we've made over the years. Ooh, <laughs> okay. Well, here's the deal. It's the difference in the medium annual full-time pay that women receive versus men. Mm-hmm. Men make on average, $57,456 a year, as opposed to women making $47,299 per year. Yeah, that's Jules. a gap. That's a gap at $10,157. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's a reality. Um, I, I think what it boils down to, you know, when we talk about that gap, it boils down to for every dollar um, a man makes, uh, there's a difference of 18 cents uh, for a woman. And that might not sound like a lot. However, put it into this context. So, are you about to get financial? Because yeah, I'm, I'm getting bit, super excited. If you're going to get I'm not, financial, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not very good at math. But, I'm so excited. You're um, in right? You know, no, the, the gap, the, the, this, this gap, this pay gap is equivalent to something like 18 car payments, 88% of yearly healthcare costs. And this is the one that really got me. Um, over time, this gap can be attributed to over a million dollars in missed savings for uh, for retirement. So that's pretty significant. And, you know, I think that uh, this business side of the day is a good segue, wouldn't you say? No, it's it's perfect. Uh, we, we chose that stat of the day to bring awareness for today's topic. In fact, um, we're going to talk about pay equity today. And Julie, I know um, based on our experiences, we've consulted with companies that this can be a little uncomfortable for people, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, we, we were talking about, oh yeah, well, everyone wants pay equity. Um, and, and let's, let's be real sometimes that, that equity isn't what always comes out of it. Right. So we wanted to explore what companies can do to ensure that they're really hitting the mark, mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. with pay equity. And and here's the deal, Jules, your stat is not just um, a US thing. So worldwide, women only make 77 cents for every dollar a man makes. So that's a 23 cent swing. So mm-hmm. I, I, what I want to do today, Julie, is, as you know, is I want to talk about like what steps can we take? And more importantly, what questions should we be asking before we even take some of those steps? So, um, you know, why don't you kick us off, Jules? Yeah. I mean, I will just get right into it, right? Yeah, I think <laughs> yeah, we should. It, 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 is a, it is a topic that is not, I think everybody says, yeah, we want pay equity. Of course right. we want pay equity. But the question becomes, what are you doing to ensure it? Uh, just saying that that's something that you strive for isn't going to cut it. And it's not going to cut it in today's world of business transparency either. So I think that really what it, what it is, is pay inequities. They're one of the biggest concerns for organizations, but really identifying where the gaps are in pay can be a challenge. And when we look to identify the gaps in pay, we have got to have data. We've got to have not only data, but we have to have the right data. And we have to have the right data to uh, to help us evaluate compensation and salary structures, really to make sure that our employees are being paid equitably across the organization. So it's 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 not a surprise, Chaz, right? That technology can can provide you with this comprehensive reporting that you need, right? And and you know help you analyze and assess your entire workforce quickly and. It'll sh- you know show you where you have pay disparities. I mean, mm-hmm. we think of HR systems that you log into and you can have a dashboard mm-hmm. and you can see every day what the state of uh, your equality or inequality is when it comes to pay. Um, mm-hmm. You can have intuitive systems that'll maybe even alert you if so- if there's a, p- a discrepancy or something like that. So. Mm-hmm. I think that um, I think that you know we have to make sure that we are taking a good hard look at our tech and making sure that the data that's in it is right, so that way we can yeah. at least have a starting point. Yeah, yeah. Bad data in, bad data out, mm-hmm. right? Like we've talked about this on a previous episode, and when it comes to to pay, right? Typically, or at least we hope that 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 pay is correct when it hits the pay stub, but you can go in and analyze and say, hey, look this is what this individual makes. This is what this individual makes. Same title, same job and do a comparison that way. Right? Like that's a very, very basic quick comparison. But what I, the point that I like that you touched on is it, it goes beyond that, right? It's not just a, a one-to-one it's, it's looking at different factors, um, you know, that, that, that your system should be able to provide. Right. Exactly. And not only, not only, provide but easily provide we don't we don't have time to jump through hoops to try and run reports or complicated reports or whatever that's why (laughs) yeah i never did as a practitioner i i I think that um having a dashboard is like super super valuable yeah um because every time i log in i get a snapshot of what's going on in my organization and what's going on in my organization has a lot to do with pay and right. every subcategory underpay, and you can click on things and and really get granular, like in terms dissect of, it exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I would I would challenge you if you're listening and you're not doing this, you need to start doing it. Um, yeah. really, really diving into uh, the specifics of your pay and how you're paying your people mm-hmm. and who you're paying what. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. No, that's really good. I think another piece of this too is it, it goes it goes deeper and deeper. Um, we need to think of diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging with pay and equity as well, right? Yeah. You know, it, it, it's it's you know the reality is it's not just women in general, mm-hmm. Julie. You know, there are several groups of minority women who are even further behind when it comes to pay inequities, right? So, for example. Um, black women have a 37 cent gap. Okay. Mm -hmm. Latino women have a 45 or 45 cent gap and native Americans have a 40 cent gap. Mm -hmm. Asian American and Pacific Islanders have a 48% gap. Yeah, that's big. That's big. I mean, that that's huge, right? So as you, as you further and you, you look at it and you say, okay, what is equity, right? It's, it's fairness to, right. to some degree, right? The, the fairness and impartial is what equity means. So how do we, maybe the question, Julie, that, that we need to ask is how do you, how do you look at equity in your organization, right? And is there some sort of bias when it comes to equity in your organization? And there's a good chance that, that it's unrecognizable. What do you think? Yeah, well, I, I think also organizations have to ask themselves a really important question. And that question is, if this exists within your organization, how did you get here? Yeah. How did you how did you get here and what can you do to avoid getting here in the future? Mm-hmm. Now, you know, we mentioned the DEI and B component of this because it's a reality. Mm-hmm. Yes, women do have an 18 cent pay gap, but and Chaz, I've said this about the pandemic too. I'll say it about this. Not everybody's in the same boat or everybody's in the same boat, but not everybody's in the same kind of boat. Right. Right. So, you know, um, the, the folks that minority women, um, you know, they're, they're definitely farther behind. The numbers mm-hmm. show that. Um, so it's not just looking at women as a whole, right. It's looking at the numbers of, yep. of uh, the minority women too. And are they even lower? And if so, why? We have absolutely have to answer that question. Yeah. I, you know, it really brings us to kind of a, that was a great segue to, to point three. Like, how do we hold folks accountable? Mm-hmm. Right. Like, how do we hold folks accountable? And what I, what I love about this, and, and you mentioned it in the first is, yeah, tech, tech is 100% critical in this, right? Like, it, it's crucial, but it's really defining what value is within roles and responsibilities. Right. It, it, you know, it, it's, it's something like doing a pay analysis. We mentioned pay analysis. Golly, it's been forever ago. We talked about pay <laughs> analysis. It seems like 10 episodes ago. Um, but we have to teach and train our managers to go through these processes in unbiased ways, right? It's easier so, said than done because we have over 200 unconscious biases. Right. So <laughs> so it's it's so funny because we can we can take the tech and dissect the data, but then how do we teach managers to look at the data and say, "Hey, look, you know, uh, just throwing a a 10% raise at somebody because you're buds with them is not okay." right? Mm-hmm. Like it's not okay. So, you know, how do you define what value is within each roles and responsibilities and, and a pain analysis does that. So um, I, I say that because it's, it gives us a way to measure value in a job, right? Yeah. And, and I am a firm believer and I know you're a firm believer. You give me something to measure and, and you provide that to your employees, there's a really, really good chance that they're going to want to exceed that expectation and thus drive value. I can tell you want to say something. Go yeah. Ahead. Yeah. I, I think also we need to make sure that we're equating jobs with their worth. Yes. So 
those of you who've been in HR for a while um, and maybe in a general generalist role, you're familiar with job analysis. Um, Mm -hmm. For those of you who aren't familiar with job analysis, it's really a process of studying the job to determine Mm -hmm. which activities, responsibilities, uh, what's included in it. Um, And you that you can then place it uh, within the relative importance of other jobs. Mm -hmm. So these are qualifications that are necessary to have for someone to have good performance. Um, And also talk about the conditions of which work under which work is performed too. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I do a lot of teaching of job analysis. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm a professor Um, and um, I, I uh, always, you know, give lots of different examples of how to do a job analysis and the importance of it. But the biggest importance of the job analysis is that it creates the job description, right. which is the basis for everything in the job. Mm-hmm. So here's the other thing about job analysis. Jobs change over time. Say, for example, there's a major crisis that hits, <laughs> <laughs> like a global pandemic, Chaz. Um, you know, think a job might have changed. The responsibilities right. might have changed. Right. Um, so we need to stress, make sure that, stress yeah. levels and environment for sure changed. It, it, right? uh, yeah, yeah. So we need to make sure that we're uh, systemically performing job analysis on on the jobs that are in our organizations um, to make sure that we are paying people equitably. Mm-hmm. Um, and paying them for what the, the job is quote unquote worth. Um, and that's a start, I think, um, taking the person completely out of it and, you know, looking at the actual job and what it entails, then you can go later and say, okay, what are the qualifications that are needed? What are the skills that are needed? And really look at the worth in terms of dollar figures there. Mm-hmm. Um, I can tell you want to say something. Yeah, no, the, it, this kind of leads us to our sub semi point four, if you will. And we'll just kind of talk some about some questions that you could be asking and questions that you and I ask on a regular basis. I was talking with someone um, not too long ago about um, they're going through this similar exercise. And, and he reached out to me and I said, Hey, you know, you're going through this job analysis. You're looking at all of these different things. And, and he was brought in outside of the company, right? Mm-hmm. So the company that he works for, he's brought in from the outside of the company and and this company had been through some recent changes and essentially what's happened is you have a pretty substantial pay gap in people that are doing the same job if you will mm-hmm. um and you know they they measure it based on project base and and billables and a, a whole host of different things right um without giving too much away on the company i just i can't do that and and what was interesting about this is the um, lower end of the pay uh, were people that were actually producing more output versus the individuals that were in the higher end. Hmm. I'm just giving you a little background. So I, you know, started poking around. I said, okay, well, tell me about experience. Tell me about how you're measuring value. Tell me how you're measuring quality, mm-hmm. right? And then help me understand a little bit with what you're doing with your performance reviews, right? So is your performance reviews be a good team player or is it metrics driven? You know, tell me about your KPIs, you know, kind of all the things that HR face in, you know, day in and day out. It really inspired me to ask this question. Is paying, you know, for tenure kind of a thing of the past? Huh. Well, <laughs> <laughs> maybe. I my, don't know. My, my first instinct is to say no. Right. 
because then you're going to uh, make a lot of people who have worked hard, they're either their whole lives sure. um, or for one organization, uh, you're going to make them unhappy, let's just right. say. Right. Um, go ahead. No. So, so when you're going through this job analysis, I think that's mm-hmm. a question that you have to ask yourself is, you know, you're going to have a lot of people that, that whether they negotiate a higher salary or going back to the point that you made, Julie, you know, work conditions changed. They added more responsibility. They didn't have job leveling in place prior to this. Obviously we don't want to lower individuals no. salaries because as you know, that's, that's not a good thing to do. No, right? it's not. Ne- it's never a good idea whenever you can avoid it. Um, right. But right. the true measure of a good culture is that if you reduce someone's salary, if you have to reduce someone's salary and they stay, then you really know that you have oh, a good culture. Oh, that's, <laughs> hey, that's a, that's a million dollar piece of advice there. Right. So, um, you know, but then how do you, how do you automatically justify a, a whole department raise, if you will, for the individuals that were, were making less and then going to those, um, you know, higher salary people and saying, yeah, we're, we're not going to do anything here, uh, Mm -hmm. for y'all because we had to, you know, bring the the ones that weren't making as much up to speed, right. Or, or to to be more equitable. Right. Yeah. I've been in situations like that. Right. Right. So, so it's a, it's a really sensitive issue, but I think it boils down to, you know, where you find in your job analysis that is value to the organization and to the person. And it's, it's a mix of both. Yeah. But I think the most critical piece is does that individual know how they're impacting the organization and thus is pay really anything that comes up, they understand the overall impact of the business. Yeah. It's also important that uh, we look at uh, other Mm -hmm. competitors. Um, We look at benchmarking data as well. To yeah. make sure that we're in line with what the current market is. And again, you know, we're talking about equality here. Um, mm-hmm. It's, it's, and, you know, we can easily talk about it from a, uh, a gender perspective. Uh, sure. But just remember, there are other uh, factors that go into, you know, pay inequity um, mm-hmm. besides gender. Um, so right. we really need to take a comprehensive view of everything. Mm-hmm. And have an unbiased opinion, or not even opinion, uh, unbiased look at the raw data, and that raw data is going to tell you the story. And again, I think if companies do this exercise and they find that there are some discrepancies, mm-hmm. one, you you make the necessary changes, but two, extremely important for you to figure out why. Yeah. How did how did we get here? And it might be something as simple as like compression or some pay compression or, or something right. like that. But, um, and, and, you know, we're not suggesting that when there's pay inequity, that there's automatically some sort of malice or bad uh, blood, you know? Yeah. Um, that's a, that's a good point. That's not what we're saying yeah. at all. Yeah. 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 I, the, the critical piece of this too, is as you're going through the, the job analysis, you can take a look at like banding and seeing, you know, the, the roles that people do across the department, help you establish budgets, comp structures, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I would definitely say, take a look at job leveling. I think the biggest piece of this too, Julie, is the accountability aspect. Yeah. And a lot of this does fall on HR and, and payroll. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Go team. (laughs) Go team. But, but I, I do think going back to at the end of the day, how do we address this? How do we take the step forward with, within our organization? Um, you know, HR, obviously you have a ton of responsibility here, 
but uh, you don't have to think outside the box in a lot of ways. I think you just have to do a little bit more research and say, hey, is our company taking this approach in an unbiased way? Do we even have the ability to do a job analysis? If not, Julie, we know that there are a ton of third-party consulting firms out there that will step in and take uh, the light off of of the yeah. HR department, if you will, to make it a little bit easier and help you develop and deliver that message in the way that that you need. Jules? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I think, again, just looking at it in a comprehensive, unbiased way, like you said, is yeah. the way to go. So, yeah. yeah. Well, cool, Jules. Um, so, Let's wrap it up. What did you find your purpose in today? Well, I found my purpose in raising awareness that pay equity is still a very, very important topic. And there is still a discrepancy in terms of what women make versus what men make. Um, And that 18 cent gap makes a difference. Yeah, uh, I would say today I found my purpose in uh, if if you need help in this situation or you need a, a place to start, start looking into what a job analysis means. Too often we go into organizations and they can't tell you what the position does and how it contributes to the organization. So if if those people can't, it's really hard to expect your employees to do it. So when you approach something like pay equity and and you want to do the absolute right thing, you you got to make sure that you have all the information to make the best decision that that will impact your employees in a positive way. That's a great way to end it, Chaz. And uh, <laughs> yeah, and uh, we'll put some resources there for you as well um, for you to check out um, some links to check out more information on pay equity. But um, we're going to close it out. And I would say uh, thank you uh, for indulging us in this topic. It's not the easiest topic to talk about, um, but we enjoy you know starting the dialogue. Mm-hmm. Um, so a few reminders before we leave, don't forget to like, and subscribe and use the hashtag people purpose pod on social media sites like Twitter and LinkedIn. Also be sure to check out the latest blogs and research from the workforce Institute at UKG by visiting workforceinstitute.org. Jazz. Julie, always a pleasure. I appreciate you. <laughs> pleasure appreciate our listeners. We'll see Absolutely. y'all. Cheers. Bye.